0: Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome, all of you, Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher, and I am a Dynasty Freak which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty, episode number 180. i going to continue to talk a little bit more free agency, probably the last free agency podcast that we'll put out because now we got to focus on rookies as rookie drafts will be coming up pretty quick and all the data that we need is pretty much in minus the most important part, the draft capital and the team landing spots. We'll focus on rookies, but wanted to give one more week to um, free agency. So let's talk about that last week was uh, less frantic with NFL trades and free agency signings, Um, you know, really compared to the last two weeks, which are pretty wild. But there were still a few significant moves that were made that do affect the dynasty value of players. And there was also one big trade, one actually involving one of my most rostered players. So since there were fewer trades and signings this last week um, in this podcast, I'm also not just going to talk about some of the players that were traded or free agent signings. I'm also going to give my thoughts on some of the best free agents that remain unsigned that are out there where we hope, that, or at least I hope, that they would land. So let's talk, start with the uh, biggest deal of last week. Uh, this weekend, Devontae Parker, he was traded. Uh, the writing was on the wall in Miami after they acquired Tyree Kill in that trade uh, two weeks ago. And Devontae Parker was on the trading block as a result. The only question was, to which team? Where was he going to go? Uh, to my surprise, he was traded within his own division to New England, where he becomes really, I believe, their most talented wide receiver on the roster. Aside from Green Bay, uh, New England is the best possible landing spot for Parker and his dynasty value, in my opinion. I'm thrilled to see him land on a team without an alpha. You know, not They don't really have an alpha wide receiver one, but they do have a young quarterback who really has a lot of room to grow. And I think that Parker can help Mac Jones develop even faster than he did his rookie season. Uh, Parker has the size and the strength that the Patriots receivers room really lacks right now. Um, Andy was signed by a coach that's played against him twice a year for quite some time now and so he must know what he likes in him. Uh, Parker is one of the, my most rostered players, as I said, and I'm more excited to see uh, what he can do with this new team now. The Patriots did inherit his contract with two more years on it, so they will have him you know, for two more years, and I believe Parker's dynasty value can spike again after really falling, falling quite a bit the last two seasons, kind of dealing with perpetual injuries. New England has a great landing spot for Parker, um, who I think he's going to help Jones' dynasty value, and he will kind of keep Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nelson Aguilar's value at bay. Uh, they weren't really rising up the rankings very much anyway, but he's going to keep them all at bay. And as for the elephant in the room, Nikhil Harry, oh man, he might be one of the worst dynasty rookie draft busts of all times. He's is among the, that list for sure. He literally might not even make the team. Next player that was uh, traded or, or signed this last week was Ronald Jones. Jones signed with Kansas City as a free agent. Uh, where I believe he's going to be part of a split backfield with uh, Clyde Edwards-Elair, C.E.H., as we'll call him. Uh, Jones has really struggled over his career to be a good pass catcher, but I think he's going to be a great first and second down back, and he's he's going to cut into the pro- production of C.E.H. I believe. Uh, plus Jones will get the bulk of the Chiefs' uh, goal line carries. Um, Edwards' value, you know, because of that, is even going to diminish more than it already has, in my opinion. Uh, the Chiefs just don't trust Edwards-Elair on the goal line for some reason. Uh, they signed a stronger running back to fit that role, and I think that's going to be Jones. Uh, this signing indicated that Ch. and his diminished, uh, you know, fading dynasty value is even, you know, diving diving down even more. On the other hand, uh, Jones is going to see his uh, value increase while with the Chiefs. The only question that remains is if Jones can stay focused on football. Uh, I faded Jones a lot in his rookie draft in 2018 after hearing stories of his lack of focus and his poor uh, work ethic. Uh, he continued to struggle in that same department uh, since he came into the NFL, too. I think that's why Kansas City only signed him to a one-year deal. Uh, and this kind of his last chance to try to prove himself. And if he does, and I think he will, uh, he's going to revive his dynasty value quite a bit, even though it's a split backfield. Kind of bad for everyone involved, but it's better than what Jones was doing with Tampa Bay. At least he has a chance to be on a high-scoring team that really will give him the bulk of the goal line touches, I believe. Next player that I was excited about was uh, Marlon Mack. Max signed with the Houston Texans, where he where he will have uh, every chance to revive his you know career two years after tearing his Achilles. Uh, Cam Akers and Dante Foreman both showed last season that um, you know you can make you can you know increase your dynasty value after you know having an Achilles injury. Um, maybe not the death knell that it was before for running backs. Uh, currently, his only competition is Rex Burhead, Burkhead, but that could change after the NFL draft. The Texans are definitely one of the most the team's most likely to add a running back in the NFL draft. Uh, Many mock drafts have them doing so in the second round where maybe Kenneth Walker or C.J. Spiller could find them with their picks number 37 and number 42. And so given that possibility, Max dynasty right now, value, it kind of rise or falls dramatically after the NFL draft. That's really going to be the key point. If they don't draft a a running back, you know, if they draft one in the second round, like, you know, Jonathan Taylor happened already happened once to Marlon Mack when they drafted Jonathan Taylor... Um, That could happen again, but if they wait until the later rounds um, to draft a running back, Marlon Mack is really going to have a chance to outplay, and I think he could hold off any rookie that's drafted in the third round or later. So key pivot point for Mack is really going to be what the Texans do with their first two rounds in the draft. Next player is Auden Tate. Auden Tate has been buried on depth charts his entire NFL career in Cincinnati, but he has every chance to be the wide receiver one in Atlanta now who signed him last week. Uh, He only signed a one-year contract, but at least he signed to a team with no wide receiver depth. (laughs) Calvin Ridley's suspension, Russell Gage signing with Tampa Bay, really just left Kyle Pitts as Atlanta's Atlanta's only reliable pass catcher, and Tate is instantly the most talented wide receiver on the team. In 2018, let's get this, in 2018, I actually had Tate as my highest-ranked rookie wide receiver before the NFL draft, but I dropped him way down the board, after the Bengals waited until the seventh round to draft him. I couldn't believe how hard uh, Tate fell. But that shows how much I actually believed in him just by watching his film and what he did in college. I still believe in his talent. Uh, he's just been unable to show it since he's been buried by A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, then Jamar Chase, like just constantly buried on the depth chart. Uh, last week, um, because I still love him, Tate, I picked him up off of every waiver wire, every lead that had the waiver wire open, I picked him up in every single lead, And I'm very excited to see what he could do this season. Even if the Falcons draft a wide receiver early, which they're very likely to do, I, th- I still think that Tate could be the wide receiver, too, for the Falcons next year, uh, no matter who they draft. Second matter, last one I'll mention that was signed this week was Tranquan Smith. Uh, Smith did what I think was best for his dynasty value by re-signing with the Saints. I uh, Like Tate, uh, Smith was another wide receiver that I liked a lot in his rookie class, but he's just not been able to break through into a starting role and make him you know, very fantasy-relevant or dynasty-relevant. Michael Thomas is going to be back this season. And then last year, Marquez uh, Calloway actually surpassed Smith in snaps, uh, 833 to 520. So definitely outsnapped him and out-targeted him, 84 to 50. And so that was all while Thomas was injured. So those facts make me think that Smith is going to be the third in the pecking order among the wide receivers in New Orleans. Uh, but that's about the best that he could hope for. If he signed with another team, I think it would have even been worse for him. So I think the Saints, you know, who signed him to a two-year deal, really are the best team for him, uh, though he's still kind of a fringe of the roster, you know, player uh, for Dynasty, at least in shallower leagues. Um, you might not even roster him. Let's talk now about some of the best of the best of the rest, I'll call it. There's a couple free agents that everyone's curious to see what's going to happen, and these are the ones I'm most excited about. and want to see what happens with them. Uh, first is Melvin Gordon. Uh, I think Gordon is by far the best running back on the market right now. And the Broncos management and coaching staff, they voiced that they'd like to keep him on the team. And at this rate, it's starting to look more and more like that could be a possibility. Um, I'd like him to sign with a team that could, you know, give him the leading role like Atlanta or perhaps even Seattle. But I suspect that he's going to sign back with Denver. Um, Atlanta tried the free agent running back route last season by getting Mike Davis, and that didn't help them. Well, you know, Cordell Patterson comes out of nowhere and then he reassigns with the team. So maybe Atlanta's not really looking anymore. I'm still hoping Seattle would sign him. But after, you know, maybe they'd sign him after they determine that Chris Carson's neck injury is more severe than they expected, which I think it really is. Um, But that's why they signed Rashad Penny um, back just last week. We talked about him on last week's podcast. I still believe Gordon. I believe in him, and I think that he has three or four more good NFL years and fantasy production back um, left in his his tank. But as each day goes by, it's looking like he's not going to have the opportunity to hold on to his dynasty value. One thing's for sure, all you Javante Williams managers, uh, they want Gordon to sign with another team. That's for darn sure. Another player that I'm really interested in is Jarvis Landry. I'm excited to see where Jarvis Landry lands because I think he still has the athleticism to do what he's done his entire NFL career. He's maintained his, his, his dynasty value by just having a very steady floor. He's a steady floor player just based on his number of catches and his number of yards. Uh, reportedly, he's considering re-signing with the Browns since Deshaun Watson got traded to the team. But I'd really prefer to see him land with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, or maybe even Matt Ryan in, Indi- in Indianapolis. Uh, Landry's a professional with an extremely high work ethic and drive. He's a perfect piece for a team that could really make a, you know, team have a stronger playoff run. Uh, he makes would make any team that he signs with better from a leadership standpoint and just a playing standpoint. Uh, hopefully, he's holding out to play for a contender. That's what I hope. I don't believe his days of contributing to the NFL and to our Dynasty teams is over, so I'm really excited to see where he lands. Again, Green Bay would be my favorite spot. Indianapolis would be second. Speaking of Indianapolis, next player that is one of the best of the rest is Julio Jones. Unlike Landry, uh, Jones' value, I believe, is actually kind of beyond recovery. Uh, He reminds me of Des Bryant. They were both superstars that carried Dynasty teams for years and years, but then they just came crashing to a tragic end really quickly. Uh, rumors have Jones actually being one that might actually sign with Indianapolis, although I'd love to see Landry go there instead. But if he went back there, he'd be rejoining Matt Ryan, so there's that kind of angle to it for sure. That's probably about the best place that he could go to maintain some hope of fantasy production, um, but that's you know probably where I would hope he would sign. But I wouldn't be surprised to see him be one of those guys that remains unsigned until the NFL draft is over or even maybe when training camps get started. I was a year or two late in selling Jones in all of my leagues. I saw many other savvy dynasty owners manage to sell him on contending teams and playoff—you know—just right before their playoff run two years ago. But I stubbornly didn't, and I need to learn. Uh, need uh, to learn a lesson from this. Um, I need, it's teaching me I need to be a better dynasty manager. I've hung on too long to Jones. In fact, in my FFPC league where you have to cut down to 16 players on uh, last Thursday, we had to do that. I have such a bad team that's a rebuilding team right now that I kept Jones on it just to see where he lands and see what happens. So I've got Jones and Landry on that, on that team. So I've got two free agents that I kept on my team, uh, hoping that they land in a good spot. So time will tell on that one. Next best one I think that's out there is Odell Beckham. It's terrible that Beckham's injury in the Super Bowl is really what's preventing him from signing a new deal with the, with the Rams, because I do believe he's far better than Allen Robinson at this point in their careers. And, and I think it just have, have had him healthy. I liked his fit and what he did. He showed enough spark in the Super Bowl, that kind of Super Bowl run, and even in the first half of the Super Bowl before he got hurt, to show that he, you know, has his dynasty value rising again. But this injury and the resulting length of time is resulting in the length of time that he's on the open market. They really make me think that his dynasty value dropped quite a bit, no matter which team signs him, unfortunately. I'd love to see him sign with the Chiefs and, you know, maybe get reunited. Um, or, or get back uh, with uh, Juju. had those two on the same team, um, that would be pretty fun. Um, but I think the Chiefs' plan is really going to be to rebuild through the draft, so I don't think that they would be interested in that. The Jets, however, are the, are the curious one. Uh, they've already made a run at Tyree Kill and lost that battle to Miami, and so it seems like they might be the perfect team that could wait, 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 and then sign Beckham and bring him back to New York, where he played for the Giants. He can now start to play in the same city uh, for the Jets. Uh, NFL teams have really kind of had him over a barrel, barrel right now because he's unable to play, um, recovering from his injury. I think his deal and the, the, the team that signs him will, you know, be one of the big surprises here coming up. If he doesn't re-sign with the Jets, I have no idea which team will take a chance on his injuries concerns, let alone what really has been some character concerns for him as far as his teammate, <clears throat> playing like a teammate. So last guy we'll talk about, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Gronk's not going to play anywhere but Tampa Bay, uh, but he may wait until the season starts. uh, But he will be a buccaneer, I believe. As unbelievable as it is, uh, he's going to matter yet again in Dynasty Leagues. And he and Tom Brady, they continue to defy all odds and lead Dynasty teams to championships. Unbelievable for for those two. So I think that's the only place that Gronk's going to sign, and I'm pretty certain that he will. So those are the guys that I'm really interested in. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Jarvis Landry, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. And Rob Gronkowski, they're some of the best ones that are left. But for the most part, uh, the big signings have already happened. And so it's time for us to transition to 100% rookies, which we'll talk about all the next weeks leading up to the uh, NFL draft. Three weeks away, just over three weeks away. It's going to be pretty exciting. That's a wrap this week, Uh, my freaky friends. Thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation at any time by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks at gmail.com, dynastyfreaks with two E's. Much better on email than I am on Twitter, so that's the best way to get in touch with me. I would be honored if you take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple Podcasts. I am just a lone guy doing this by myself, so everything I can get would help. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate your support. I want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at DynastyFreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin.